At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Whether you're a savvy spender maximizing your savings with cashback rewards, a thrifty rate watcher seeking the lowest interest, or a travel enthusiast looking for extraordinary perks, Kemba Financial Credit Union has a visa to complement your lifestyle and unique needs. Apply today at Kemba.org to unlock a limited time 2% cash back on purchases and pay 0% interest on balance transfers for an entire year with a new visa from Kemba. You deserve a card that works for you. Restrictions apply. Offer ends June 30th, 2024. Welcome to the Hornets Hivecast, presented by Charlotte Eye, Ear, Nose, and Throat Associates the official eye, ear, nose, and throat care provider of the Charlotte Hornets. Here's your host, Rob Longo. Hi, friends, and welcome to today's edition of the Hornets Hivecast, the official podcast of the Charlotte Hornets, brought to you by Senta. Charlotte Eye, Ear, Nose, and Throat Associates are the official eye, ear, nose, and throat care provider of your Hornets. Rob Longo with you today after what is a Silver Linings edition of the Hornets Hivecast. Charlotte falls last night in New Orleans 115-96 to as the Hornets now fall to 23-51 and on the season. Didn't even lead at all in the game yesterday. Ninth wire-to-wire loss this season as the Pelicans sweep the season series against Charlotte. The first time that New Orleans has swept the season series against the Hornets since the 2017-2018 season. We'll break down the game. We'll provide you with our silver lining performances and it is also a game day edition of the Hornets Hivecast as the Hornets are in Dallas tonight to take on the Mavericks. We will have your game preview here shortly. Helping me out with everything here. We're back to a road game so we're back to a edition with Sam Purley here on the Hornets Hivecast, lead writer of Hornets.com. Sam, we were home so long, I forgot almost how to do one of these. I know. Thank you for having me. I was just thinking, yeah, it does feel a little weird because they had that long homestand, and I'm, I'm usually kind of the, the road game specialist. So, yeah, it feels like it's been a couple weeks maybe since I've been on after a game. Yeah, well, the good news here, though, is that this is the longest road trip that the Hornets have the rest of the season, a whopping two games as they take on the Dallas Mavericks tonight. But let's go ahead and recap yesterday's showdown against the New Orleans Pelicans, where, of course, the Hornets have been riddled with injuries all season long, so that's no surprise. Obviously, no LaMelo Ball, Cody Martin, or Mark Williams, for that matter, for last night's game. So the Hornets already not playing with a full deck of cards, and then it went from bad to worse as Charlotte trailed this one by 13 after the first quarter as the Pelicans were basically getting whatever they wanted into paint. Thanks to Jonas Valanciunas, Brandon Ingram had himself a quarter. He had 17 points in the first frame alone, and that was kind of the theme of the evening as well. In the second quarter, Kelly Oubre left early on with a right shoulder strain. He was out the remainder of the game. And then Terry Rozier left also in the second quarter with right foot discomfort. He was listed as doubtful to return. He, in fact, did not return to the game at all. But the Hornets were able to chip away, though, in the second quarter. They only trailed by five going into the locker room, and things got interesting in the third quarter. They cut it to three there with about four minutes left to go in the third frame, thanks to a big three by Svi Mikhailuk, who was, of course, pressed into action due to so many players being hurt at this point. Also in that third quarter, Dennis Smith Jr. went to the locker room. He was just simply not feeling well and was not able to continue in the contest. That was 
with about seven minutes left to go in the third frame. So the Hornets finished the game with only seven healthy bodies out there on the bench, made things very, very difficult for Steve Clifford and the rest of the Hornets, and they were also battling a little bit of foul trouble as well. The Hornets trailed it by seven going into the fourth frame, and then the Pelicans just kind of found an extra gear that the Hornets simply did not have, considering that they were just outnumbered by bodies, really, as the Pelicans outscore the Hornets 27 to 15 and Charlotte shoots just 29% there in that fourth quarter. The Pelicans shoot about 42% from the field there in the fourth frame. So Sam, I know I threw a lot of numbers out there through a lot going on. Brandon Ingram had a big game. He had 30, 11 and 10. Believe it or not, it's his first career triple double. Hard to believe that the former all-star didn't have a triple double before last night's game, but obviously the Pelicans are clearly a better team considering the record. They are at least in the hunt for a play-in tournament berth at this point with only a handful of games left to go. Hornets, of course, eliminated from playoff contention and just a lot of injuries going on there down the stretch. And I think anytime you limit a team to seven players, I don't care if you have the Monstars on your team. It might be a little bit different in that regard. But for the most part, when you're whittled down to seven guys, it's going to be very difficult to win ball games. I think the the Hornets did a good job of, you know, they were down 13 after the first quarter. I thought they did a really good job of kind of steadying themselves um, kind of as the, the guys started to leave. I, I can't remember if it was Terry or Kelly left early. It kind of felt like one after another. Did a good job. Kind of felt like they were hanging around there for maybe like seven, eight, nine point deficit of about on average for the next two quarters. And like you said, got to within three. And I think just sometimes when you're that depleted and you have that many, um, you know, the minutes start kind of adding up and you've got guys playing different positions and doing different things. I think it just kind of, sometimes the bottom just falls out a little bit and it kind of fell out a little bit at the end of that fourth, uh, excuse me, third quarter. Um, they just didn't have anybody to really to handle the ball. I think Bryce McGowan was playing point guard at one point. Uh, they had to take Gordon out just because, you know, because of the minutes thing, they just couldn't play him nonstop the second half and uh, just kind of got away from there at the end of the third quarter. I think it was a 27 to seven run too. So, I was impressed with the fight they had, um, the way they kind of regrouped after that first quarter. I mean, this could have been a, considering the circumstances, a 30 or 40 point loss. I mean, you know, the, the Pelicans played really well. They're obviously playing for playoff seating right now. They're almost entirely healthy outside of Zion and Jose Alvarado. So, um, yeah, it's a tough one just in the sense of, you know, with the injuries and it's hard to really kind of take away you know, what happened this game just because everything was so kind of disheveled a little bit because the rotation was so thrown thrown off its course because of the injuries too. So some good stuff, and hopefully, you know, the injuries aren't too serious. They can kind of get some of those bodies out back in the uh, back on the court tonight. Hornets, when you look at the numbers, I mean, they played a pretty decent ball game. They shot almost 46% from the field. Three-point shooting wasn't there around 24%, but that's been the MO of this team the entire season for the most part. Only went to the free throw line 16 times, but I mean, again, the shooting percentages were pretty solid, and it kept them in the game for the most part. When you go back to that first half, Charlotte was shooting at a 53% clip. They were out shooting the Pelicans, and they nearly outshot New Orleans in the game total, percentage-wise, but the only difference was that New Orleans was able to take 15 more shot attempts based off of second chance points, and the fact that the Hornets just turned the ball over. And again, a lot of it goes back to guys just playing in different positions and that sort of thing there down the stretch in that fourth quarter when the bench was so depleted. And that's something that head coach Steve Clifford mentioned after the game last night. Yeah, I thought the guys actually, I mean, we played a pretty good third quarter and it's seven or 12 minutes left. And then it's, it's obviously, you know, we're just, we're so disorganized. Uh, Gordon did a good job. Uh, actually, they all did. 
It's just, you know, you got guys, and then we had JT, PJ playing positions. They hadn't played before. Gordon handling. So, and they're very good defensively anyway, but it was just hard to have any continuity on the offensive end. I think that just about sums it up there, Sam. I mean, like I said just a few moments ago, anytime you have so many injuries like this and you only have seven available guys to finish out a game, it's going to be very difficult to be competitive. So, like I said, I think the fact that the Hornets kept this one close is really promising. I know we've kind of said that in silver lining editions of the podcast here all season long, but, I mean, in that sense, this one's almost in rarefied air because I don't think I've ever seen it to the point where there's only been seven guys available. I mean, I thought at one point there when Nick Richards picked up his fifth foul and there were a couple of other guys in foul trouble late in the game, I'm thinking, oh my goodness, the Hornets are going to have to finish this with four guys out there on the floor because everybody's either going to be hurt or fouled out. I was contemplating if Sam Farber was going to have to put on a uniform there and I was going to have to call the game from the studio back here in Charlotte because I just didn't know how they were going to be able to weather that storm just because of the number of people they had left. Yeah, well, thankfully it didn't reach that point. Yeah, there was a little bit of flashbacks maybe to um, maybe last year when all the teams that felt like all at once around Christmas time were dealing with the health and safety protocols and Oh, we've got eight guys. I think the Hornets had, you know, were right there. They had a couple games where they had just the bare minimum amount of guys, and nobody can get hurt, and nobody can exit early or anything like that, too. So, uh, thankfully, it didn't reach that point. But yeah, I think you, I think you just kind of have to, you know, this one's a difficult one to kind of extract from, especially with a game tonight on a tough back-to-back. Um, what you can pull from this one, and what you, you know, a lot of it's going to come down to who's available for tonight, and you know, but a lot of it is, you know. Like you said, guys are playing out of position, you know, playing heavy minutes, playing a very good Pelicans team that's fighting, like I said in the, in the previous point, too. So another thing I think that kind of hurt him, too, and you mentioned you look at the box score, they shot pretty well. Turnovers kind of got him a little bit. The second chance points got him a little bit. The offensive rebounding on, on New Orleans' side got him a little bit. Uh, and I'd also say the paint scoring. I think the Hornets only had, looking it up real quick, 44 points in the paint. That's a decent number, but not a ton. They only took 32 attempts in the paint. Pelicans had 62 points, took 53 shots in the paint, so 20 more shots. I mean, the Hornets just, when you don't have your point guards and, you know, Terry and Kelly and even LaMelo and Dennis, guys that can get downhill and drive and get to the rim or dump it off or kick it out, things like that, uh, it's hard to get quality offense possessions, too. So, uh, that's when I think you kind of see it reflected there in the three-point shooting, kind of having to settle for some outside shots, things like that, too. So, um, yeah, it's a tough one just because, you know, there's only so much you can do with, with seven guys, and, you know, having a really – not really having a natural point guard there, too, is tough. So, hopefully – it won't be the case tonight. We'll get some good news on the injury front whenever it comes out later today. Hornets could certainly use some good news there on that injury front like you talked about. Again, a 115-96 to loss last night in New Orleans. Coming up here in a few moments, we'll have our game preview as Charlotte is in Dallas tonight to take on Luka and the Mavericks. But in the meantime, we still have to do our Silver Lining segment. That comes your way right after this on a Hornets Hivecast brought to you by Senta. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bed 365 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Whether you're a savvy spender maximizing your savings with cashback rewards, a thrifty rate watcher seeking the lowest interest, or a travel enthusiast looking for extraordinary perks, 
Kemba Financial Credit Union has a visa to complement your lifestyle and unique needs. Apply today at Kemba.org to unlock a limited time 2% cash back on purchases and pay 0% interest on balance transfers for an entire year with a new visa from Kemba. You deserve a card that works for you. Restrictions apply. Offer ends June 30th, 2024. Rob Longo and the lead writer of Hornets.com, Sam Burley here with you on a Silver Linings edition of the HHC. Charlotte Falls last night, 115-96 in the Bayou against the Pelicans. Sam, time now for our Silver Linings edition. I will let you lead the way in this category. Who is your Silver Lining performance from last night? Yeah, I'm going to go with Svi Mikhailuk. Uh, Season-high 15 points. That's the most points he's scored in an NBA game since I think the very start of last season. Uh, brought some really good energy off the bench. I was really impressed with, you know, he, he felt like, you know, he was kind of a big part of being able to kind of hang in there, those middle two quarters after falling behind by 13. I think that's now maybe eight games in a row. He's hit a three-point shot. And he came into last night uh, shooting 57.1% from three-point range on two attempts per game over his previous seven games. So I don't know where he ended up finishing now, but it's obviously still pretty high, close to 50% too. So, uh, I really like what I've seen of the guy that can play multiple positions, the two, the three. Um, he seems to have kind of settled down a little bit. Those first couple outings with Charlotte, he was kind of all over the place. Seems like he's kind of found a little bit of a role and, and gotten settled in with a new team, too. Uh, so, yeah, I thought Steve was really good last night. Gave the Hornets a lot of good energy and obviously a solid performance with 15 points off the bench. Hayward passed on the three into the corner. Svee opened the three-pointer from the corner. Is good. Svee Mikhailuk connecting. From the near corner, he has got a season-high 12, and Charlotte's made it a one-possession game, 81-78. to Like you mentioned, season-high 15 is what Svee finishes with. I thought he was very efficient, obviously, with that 6-12 from the field. Just 3-8 of eight from beyond the arc, but again, nobody was shooting the three particularly well. And I thought the thing with Svee here that we've seen in the limited time that he's, A, been here, and B, he's been out there on the floor, I mean, it's just some situations where he just hasn't gotten some shot luck. I mean, really, I mean, there's one, it's almost halfway down, it pops out, then he goes to the rim really hard and just doesn't get a roll at the basket, and, you know, it looks like he blows a bunny, but at the end of the day, it's just a very difficult shot to finish. So good to see Svee get in double figures there last night. I thought he was able to at least provide a little bit of a spark there off the bench considering that all the injuries that somebody needed to score, so Svee was able to step up, so certainly a solid silver lining pick there. For me, my silver lining performance from last night's game has got to be P.J. Washington, he had a team-high 18 points. P.J. Washington in transition, fires and hits from three again. couple of triples for P.J. Washington early. The Hornets have made it a one-possession game, 9-7. to seven. That was early, but P.J. started hot. He was 2-3 of three from beyond the arc. Unfortunately, he only finishes 2-10 of 10 from three, so got a little cold there. But again, I think just trying to force a couple shots there as the Hornets trailed for the majority there of the second half. I mean, they trailed the entire game. They never had a lead with that sense. But played 35 minutes out there. I thought that was something to really highlight considering that this is the first night of a back-to-back and with all the injuries, somebody had to be out there to kind of weather the storm in terms of just trying to log some minutes. So... I commend P.J. for doing that. 7 of 20 from the field in general. Finishes with only two rebounds and two assists, but again, just kind of playing out of position, I felt like, a little bit. Trying to play more of a ball specialist and that sort of thing. Stayed out on the perimeter a lot, and I think a lot of that goes back to, like you mentioned, with the points and the paint being such a big disparity. Jonas Valanciunas is just such a bear to wrestle with in the paint. It's very hard and very difficult to try to go up against him toe-for-toe there in the paint, and Again, he finishes with 19 rebounds and 20 points for a reason, so I don't 
fault PJ for doing that by any means of the imagination, trying to stretch the floor and just trying to find a way to win, I feel like. And I'm not going to hold the percentages against PJ or anything like that just because of the way the game went out. But PJ Washington, my silver lining performance from last night's game. A couple of other guys to mention the birthday boy who turned 33 yesterday, or as he told Sam Farber on the pregame show before that, he turned 24. So we'll go with 24, I guess. But Gordon Hayward finishes with 12 points, 5 of 12 from the field. He also had six assists out there. Again, a little bit more of a facilitator as well. Kelly Oubre had eight points early on before he was sidelined with that shoulder strain. And Terry Rozier also finished with five points, but he only played 10 minutes out there. He was two of four from the field. So unfortunate that he was not able to go the rest of the way, considering what he was able to do. Bryce McGowan's got to the free throw line a lot. Four for five from the charity stripe. He also had six assists out there as well. Good learning game for the young guy who certainly earns it after he just got his two-way deal converted to a full-on rookie deal here within the past week. Again, Hornets fall 115-96, to able to get back up on the horse in Dallas tonight to take on the Mavericks. Pun certainly attended. We will have your game preview with you after this here on a Hornets Hivecast. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Whether you're a savvy spender maximizing your savings with cashback rewards, a thrifty rate watcher seeking the lowest interest, or a travel enthusiast looking for extraordinary perks, Kemba Financial Credit Union has a visa to complement your lifestyle and unique needs. Apply today at Kemba.org to unlock a limited-time 2% cash back on purchases. And pay 0% interest on balance transfers for an entire year with a new visa from Kemba. You deserve a card that works for you. Restrictions apply. Offer ends June 30th, 2024. It's a game day edition of the Hornets Hivecast. Rob Longo and the lead writer of Hornets.com, Sam Pearlie, with you here on today's edition of the HHC, as always, presented by Senta. Sam, time now for our game preview. Hornets in Dallas tonight taking on the Mavericks to kind of set the scene a little bit. It's hard to believe that we only have eight games left this season, but this is the first time that these two teams are going to square off against each other. Hornets and Mavs split the season series last season. Each team won on their home floor, and they were both very convincing games. Mavs took their win 120-96. to Hornets won their game at the Hive last March 129-108. to And, of course, pretty well documented what the Mavericks have been doing. Of course, traded for Kyrie Irving right before the trade deadline to play alongside Luka Doncic, but the Mavericks are still a game below 500 heading into tonight's action. They've lost their last two games. That includes a game at Memphis. It also includes a game Wednesday at home against Golden State, 127 to 125. And that one, of course, had a pretty decent amount of controversy around it. If you don't really know the backstory, just Google it. Go on social media. I'm sure you'll find it at some point. It's just a little bit too long to get into right now. But again, that's a Golden State team that is fighting for a playoff spot, but at the same time just does not have a very good road record this season. Tim Hardaway and Kyrie Irving did not play in Wednesday's game. We'll see what their status is moving forward for tonight's game. And of course, the Hornets have a slew of injuries as well. But you know how this works. We have players to watch. We have stats to watch. Where would you like to begin? Yeah, my Hornets player to watch tonight is going to be Gordon Hayward. Uh, We still don't know the statuses of Kelly, Terry, and Dennis, but uh, Gordon might be counted on a lot more for ball handling purposes. I know, you know, kind of trying to figure things out on the fly last night when those guys go down and the whole game plan kind of gets 
tossed out the window and you got guys playing different positions and doing different things, different roles, different minutes. You know, it's a little bit hard. I think once you have a little bit of time to prep, knowing who is available, who isn't available, you can kind of game plan a little bit better. And if they need Gordon Hayward to, you know, kind of be that lead facilitator, like we saw earlier in the season when the team didn't have LaMelo or didn't have Terry, guys like that, uh, he might have to do that too. So it's about really kind of capitalizing on those minutes that he is out there. Because again, like Steve Clifford said, can't play him 48 minutes, but can you get the offense rolling a little bit while he's out there? Uh, then when he goes to the bench, kind of hand it off to somebody else too. So regardless of who's available, who's not tonight, I like Gordon Hayward. I think he's going to be a guy that Hornets got to get going, whether it's from a scoring, facilitating, ball handling standpoint. Uh, he's the guy to watch for me tonight. I like the pick. Certainly makes a lot of sense for me. I'm going to look at the bench and. Maybe he's not on a bench, depending on what the injuries look like, and I'm going to go with Bryce McGallans. The guy has earned his keep here coming into the season on a two-way deal, got that converted to a full-on rookie deal, solidified his spot on this roster, maybe able to take kind of a little bit of a breath and reset a little bit and doesn't have to press as much because he doesn't have to prove himself as much now that he has that guaranteed roster spot. So, again, it's the NBA. Nothing is certainly guaranteed in that sense, but just kind of a little bit of clarity on where his role is and what his career looks like moving forward. Maybe that gives him a breath of fresh air here, and maybe he even gets thrusted into the starting lineup tonight. I believe it would be his second career start. He had one earlier this season, if I'm not mistaken, when there were a lot of other injuries out there as well. So, again, he only had eight points last night. He played 25 minutes, but he had those six assists, so that's pretty promising and he got to the free throw line five times so that's something that I'm looking at in terms of players to watch for tonight for the Hornets and that's why I'm taking Bryce McGowan's that leaves us with a statistic watch and it also leaves us with a Maverick to watch quick update on the Mavericks injury report Tim Hardaway Jr. and Kyrie Irving are both questionable heading into tonight's game Tim Hardaway Jr. questionable with a non-COVID illness Kyrie Irving is questionable with a right foot soreness maybe similar to what Terry Rozier was dealing with in last night's game as well. So keeping that in mind, who is your Dallas player to watch for tonight's game, Sam, or maybe you're going stat to watch. I will go Dallas player to watch, and mine is kind of an obvious one. I'm going to take the easy road out and go Luka Doncic. With Kyrie being questionable, he missed their game against Golden State on Wednesday. Played the previous two, but I think he sat out the previous three. So this seems to be kind of an on and off again lingering injury for him. Uh, regardless of whether he plays tonight or not, you're going to get a ton of Luka Doncic. Um, he's coming off a 30-point game against the Warriors, had a season-high 17 assists in that loss a few days ago. Uh, over his last four games, not shooting particularly well from three-point range, just 23%, 8 of 35 from behind the line. Uh, but the guy is, is just obviously a phenomenally talented scorer. He's second in the NBA right now in points per game behind Joel Embiid at just under 33 very, very high usage rate. I want to say it's got to be one of the most historic um, higher usage rates in NBA history. I mean, the, the offense and a lot of possessions are going through Luka right now. Um, so he gets to the line a lot. He scores a lot. He's a, you know capable of, of getting up points from anywhere on the floor. So whatever you got to do, whatever the offensive or defensive game plan, I should say, it's going to start and end with focusing in on Luka Doncic. You know what? Just do what you can because obviously he's very, very good. He's going to have an even heavier load if Irving is out again tonight. You can't stop him. You can only hope to contain him. That's certainly true. For me, I'm going to look at the bench once again. I'm taking a look at Christian Wood. He had that really big breakout season a couple seasons ago when he was in Houston. He was averaging 21 points per game, a career high. He's not far behind that this season either. He's averaging about 17 points 
coming off the bench for the most part, or at least he came off the bench in that game against Golden State on Wednesday, but he finishes with 19 points, 5 of 10 from the field, and he also goes 9 of 11 from the free throw line. He only had four rebounds, but he also did have four assists as well, so he's able to facilitate the ball. I think that would be a very interesting matchup, depending, again, on these injuries and what the rotation looks like. That might be a P.J. Washington versus Christian Woods second rotation kind of look when the lineup gets switched up and you break the lineup a little bit. So I think that would be a pretty interesting matchup in that sense. So that's why Christian Wood's my guy because, again, you don't know about Kyrie Irving. You don't know about Tim Hardaway Jr. So I'm going to go to the bench and take a look at the guy that had a pretty big output in Wednesday's game against Golden State. That leaves us with a statistic to watch. And what are you keeping an eye on specifically tonight, Sam? I don't know if we call this a stat or a fact. It's kind of somewhere in between. But Dallas is tied for second in the NBA in clutch time games played this season with 48. So anytime a game gets within five points with five or fewer minutes to go, it's considered a clutch time game. They are 22nd in the NBA in clutch time offense and 10th in clutch time defense which is kind of interesting because overall they are the seventh best offensive team in the league and 23rd on defense. So the roles kind of reverse a little bit. They get into a tight game. The defense gets a lot better. The offense gets a lot worse. So I don't know if that counts as statistic necessarily, but I thought it was kind of an interesting, I guess, quirk about tonight. Uh, They play a lot of close games. I think they're right about 500 or so, like 23 and 25. So they play a lot of close games. You can keep it close. You know, you give yourself a chance there with Dallas at the end. Yeah, I don't want to piggyback off you entirely, but that's something that I notice as well. It's just kind of the pace of play that these two teams play at are kind of in different directions. Hornets, of course, are top 10 in pace for the most part in the association. And then you go to Dallas and they're next to last when it comes to pace. And when you take a look at the points per game on average, it's very, very close. I mean, Charlotte's averaging about 111 points per game. This season, Dallas is at about 114, so I know it's only three points here or there, but that's good enough for Dallas to be ranked 17th and the Hornets to be ranked 27th. That's just how small the margin of error is in the NBA or the margin of numbers, whatever you want to call it. So, again, it's interesting that this Dallas team has guys like Luka and has guys like Kyrie, which, of course, has been a little bit of a work in progress because they haven't played a ton together, but they're still only scoring in the one-teens and that sort of thing. When you see... Guys like Luka and guys like Kyrie, guys that have scored multiple games of 40 and 50 points, you would expect that team to be putting up 120 consistently. And it just, for whatever reason, has not been the case. It's basically Luka Doncic and everybody else. Now he gets a little bit of help here with Kyrie. But again, it's just been interesting how this hasn't quite maybe worked out the way that the Mavericks have hoped. But we'll see what happens tonight. Again, Kyrie Irving questionable heading into tonight's game. We'll see if he even plays, but you always expect to have Luka Doncic. And again, he just came back on Wednesday from an injury, so we'll see what he looks like in the second game back in action. And of course, the Mavericks will have a little bit of rest here as they played on Wednesday, Charlotte playing last night. So second night of a back-to-back, a lot of injuries. The deck is certainly stacked against the Hornets, but we'll see what happens. That's why they play the games for a reason. And I think last night's game was a very good indication of that. And even going back to to Monday's game against the Indiana Pacers where the Hornets trailed by as many as 21 and were able to come back and win the ball game. You never know what's going to happen in the NBA. It's always an interesting night, night in and night out. And again, that's why they play the ball games. After the game, of course, you can hear another edition of the Hornets Hivecast tomorrow. Myself and Sam Purley will be breaking down tonight's action for you on tomorrow's edition of the HHC. So Sam, I had so much fun today. Thank you for joining me. Why don't we do it again tomorrow? Sounds good to me. Thank you for having me. And thanks to all of you for tuning in as well. For Sam Perley, I'm Rob Longo saying so long. Thank you so much for joining us on today's edition of the Hornet Hivecast. We'll see you tomorrow once again on the HHC.
Thank you for listening to the Hornets Hivecast, brought to you by Senta, the official eye, ear, nose, and throat care provider of the Charlotte Hornets. For more coverage, visit hornets.com. At Bed365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Whether you're a savvy spender maximizing your savings with cashback rewards, a thrifty rate watcher seeking the lowest interest, or a travel enthusiast looking for extraordinary perks, Kemba Financial Credit Union has a visa to complement your lifestyle and unique needs. Apply today at Kemba.org to unlock a limited time 2% cash back on purchases and pay 0% interest on balance transfers for an entire year with a new visa from Kemba. You deserve a card that works for you. Restrictions apply. Offer ends June 30th, 2024.